Oh shit, are we recording? What's up? This is the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blake, and this is a place where we discuss getting your shit together. Why? Because the more people on the planet getting their shit together and being the best version of themselves means the less assholes there are. I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. people welcome back to fuck the status quo podcast this is your host dr ellie blake the world's leading asshole specialist and i have a fucking fascinating interview for you guys today okay i'm probably gonna pronounce this terribly wrong but today i interviewed jess and her husband is german so her new ish last name is steinke 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 I probably fucked that up, but it was fun to attempt. Jess, I'm not going to say her last name again for fear of embarrassing myself, is a holistic health practitioner. And this episode is, like I said, so fascinating. She drops so much knowledge on the holistic way to heal your health. And no, dog, we're not talking about being vegan or taking hella supplements or green powders. We're talking about figuring out the root cause of your issues and you know, this is catered to every client of hers because we're all unique. I love Jess because she is a controversial bitch. (laughs) Controversial, but backs it up with science. She pisses people off on the gram at times, and I am here for it. Like, did you guys know that you should be adding mineral salts to your water? Yes, I said salt. Did you know that your body needs sunlight daily? Like I'm talking no stun of shades, no sunscreen, bare ass sun. Did you also know that red meat is not the devil? Listen up, because we're about to unlearn some shit that you've been taught. Jess, thank you so much for doing this interview. It was so fun. And I probably could have talked to you for like three more hours. So without further ado, let's welcome Jess to Fuck the Status Quo Podcast. What's up, Jess? Welcome to Fuck the Status Quo Podcast. Thank you for being here. Hey, Ellie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. First thing I want to ask you, what's the best thing you've ever done for yourself? Oh my gosh, this is such a loaded question for me because it all stemmed from one decision to look into holistic healthcare last year when I was dealing with a bunch of health issues. And the reason I say that is because it really just set my life on this trajectory that it wasn't even on before. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really grateful that I did that and took a chance because not only did it lead to me starting my business now, but also it's been a unlearning and relearning of everything that I thought I knew about health and my life. So it's been a wild ride and I'm so grateful I did that. Yeah. What made you decide I'm going to try this holistic route as opposed to taking all the pills the doctors give you? (laughs) Right, right. Well, the doctors weren't helping. Like I was having all these symptoms. It was a lot of sinus congestion. Uh, You know, they were just like ear infection, here's steroids, here's antibiotics. And that sucked. Um, I was also allergic to some of the antibiotics they gave me, which extra. <laughs> um, but I heard through the grapevine, I was at this woman's retreat in Columbus, Ohio, and some friends had recommended like, oh, I've worked with this um, integrative health practitioner, Taylor, and like she gave me my life back. And so I was like, what do I have to lose? I can just go have like a free call with her um, and see. And so she was the one that recommended some mold testing. And that's like how I found out it was mold illness and all that. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. So when you say mold, like mold in your house or like outside or all of the things? In my house. So my then fiance and I had just moved into a new house here in Tampa. Um, we bought it like over the holidays. So it was crazy. Uh, I was going to ask, did you buy the moldy house or were you renting the moldy house? Okay. We bought the moldy house. Oh, we fixed no. the moldy house now. But <laughs> after like two, three months of living here, I was just like, what the heck? Like what's going on? Um, so yeah, it was the house. And I remember her suggesting, like, I usually test everyone for mold just because it's more common than you think. And living in Florida where it's humid AF, like you probably have it. And I remember almost pushing back and being like, no, I'd really rather test my hormones because I came off birth control and I really wanted to see what they looked like. Yeah. But I was like, obviously, you know, more than I do. Like, I trust you. 
So we did that. And sure enough, it was there. And I was like, shoot, well, the only thing that's changed is my house. So turns out they had not changed the AC ducts since they built this house in 1982. And you're supposed to change them every 10 years. Everyone check your AC ducts right now. Yeah, big facts. Go check your AC ducts because I bet they're old AF. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. So what did you have to do to fix it? Just change the ducts or like, was there like a whole fucking process? It kind of depends who you ask. A lot of people go through this huge mold remediation process, but because it was the ducts, um, it pretty much, we just changed the ducts. I had to wash a lot of my like clothes and stuff because, you know, mold is airborne via spores. So it's like blowing moldy air around my house, which is nasty when I think about it now, but getting a bunch of air purifiers, doing all of that, having the house cleaned um, and really haven't had any issues since. And then as far as my body, I had to go through a mold protocol for a few months just to get it out. But I'm good now. But your husband was fine. You guys are married now, right? Yeah. Yeah. We are married. I was like, I saw this the other day. You're married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just had our one year. Congrats. Thank you. He probably has some, but he's not symptomatic. So he's probably okay. I would love for him to do a protocol, but the man cannot swallow pills. So he's a little averse. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of are. Especially when you think about it. It's like when you think about it extra, it makes it harder to swallow them. So it's just, yeah. I hear you. So what was your past life before being a holistic health practitioner? So my degree is in industrial engineering. Totally related. So I was just kind of good at math and science my whole life. And all the teachers were like, you should be an engineer. And so I was like, maybe I should. And so that's what I did. Um, I didn't do engineering, like true engineering work, though. I ended up in technology consulting. Okay. So implementing software to run warehouses and manufacturers. So that was kind of what I did beforehand. Okay. I'm glad you answered that because I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) It's so big. Like I'm used to having to explain it. (laughs) Okay. So now you're a holistic health practitioner. Tell us what the fuck that is and what you do. (laughs) Yeah. So pretty much I'm honestly trying to be the last health practitioner you ever see. I think there are a lot of them out there that kind of just take the medical system and green it with supplements instead of pills and don't really look at why people are actually getting sick. Like, Mm -hmm chronic stress, toxins, you name it, like poor digestion from chronic stress. So we're not absorbing our vitamins and minerals. It's just kind of a cascade effect. But right now I'm running a group program called Nourish to Flourish. And pretty much the goal of that is to help women reconnect with their bodies to realize that they really have all the medicine they need within them and pretty much around them. You know, I try to teach a lot of free or low cost healing because I like to make it super accessible to everyone and Oftentimes it's those foundations like our sleep, our diet, our um, what we're putting in and on our body, what we're consuming via social media and TV. Are we happy in our lives? Are we moving our body? Do we have childhood trauma? So it's looking at all of that, taking a truly holistic lens of like mind body and working to rebalance via habit pivots or detox routines and supplements as well but usually I try to get the foundations going first yeah and that's what I love about what you teach is because I've had so many doctors that are just you know like we've been talking about they're just quick to give you a pill and and it's like this is helping my symptoms but what caused this like I want to know what caused this so I don't have to keep going through this and it doesn't happen again like I remember um when I found out that I had a brain tumor in 2021 I was like, well, I I just don't understand like what caused this. And I went, I was just fed up with doctors. Like they weren't really giving me a whole lot of answers. They put me on this medicine, which like I understood that I needed to take it, but it was awful. And I ended up going to a holistic health coach and I was like, can we figure out like what caused this? And she did a bunch of blood work that they had never even done before. And she's like, you know, this is out of whack. Your adrenal glands are fatigued and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And she was like really helping me try to figure out what caused this. And I will say, I I don't think that I'll ever get this answer for sure. But I'm pretty sure what caused it is the medication that a psychiatrist in Texas put me on. It's called Seroquel. And it like, it was for insomnia. And long story short, I started out at like 25 milligrams a night. I would take it. I would start slurring. Like I would joke about it with my roommates. Like, all right, got to go lay down. 
Um, and then over the span of like two, maybe three years, I was taking 500 milligrams a night and I wasn't feeling anything. And I did some like research on it after, you know, because the they found the brain tumor because my prolactin was very high. Well, Seroquel raises your prolactin level. And I'm like, that motherfucker. Girls, your cycles are probably all over the place. And Yeah, it was a mess there for a while. Everything is pretty normal now. But yeah, I was like, I, I don't want somebody to give me another pill. I want to figure out what is wrong. Like what caused this and how do I fix it? So that's why I love what you do. And I love that you said, I want to be the last person that you see. And I love that you uh, you really care about making things accessible for everyone. Like for anybody listening, go follow Jess on Instagram. Your page is one of my favorites. She's always sharing like wisdom. And just like you said, you had to unlearn things that you thought you knew. Like that's, I love that you preach that to people. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you're listening and somebody's mean to you on Instagram and I see it, I'll fucking go after them for you. <laughs> I can attest to that. Ellie totally did. I posted this reel about how drinking a gallon of plain water a day is doing more harm than good, which it is because plain water is a solvent. It dissolves minerals. You'll pee them all out if you don't add them back in. And the gym bros came for me and Ellie was there. <laughs> Had your back. <laughs> but that's crazy about the brain tumor the other thing i was gonna say is actually ladies plug your ears well don't really if you're listening but hormonal birth control the pill can cause brain tumors as well and and honestly initially when i was learning all of this there's a lot of rage i was so mad at the medical system and now that i'm kind of on the other side i've gone you know it's not their fault they're not taught these things like they have what 16 minutes a patient like it's a broken system and yeah. you're taught less than a full day's worth of like nutrition education. Like they're just not mm-hmm. um, like, I remember going to my primary care doctor and my cholesterol was high and they were like, just eat healthy fats, eat salmon and avocado. And I was like, I live off avocado. Like there's clearly a big picture here. So yeah. that's really awesome that you went to someone more holistic and were able to um, get some answers at least. And, and sometimes we don't even have to have the answers to heal. Like, right. um, you know, we just have to look at our lives and like, we know what we need more of and what we shouldn't be doing. Like we know, um, yeah. where I always tell people to start. When you get down to it, a lot of it seems like common sense, but I, I don't, we've just overcomplicated things throughout the years. <laughs> just, yeah, for sure. People don't want to just like eat whole foods and go for a fucking walk. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's, and I've been there. It's so much easier to just be like, because the marketing is on point. It's so much easier to just be like, let me take this mm-hmm. supplement instead of actually chewing my food before I swallow. And mm-hmm. let me take this greens powder instead of not eating when I'm stressed out. Like, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to jump back to your controversial Instagram page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I took some notes of like a couple of things that you posted. Can you elaborate more on like the salt water thing and explain to people why you shouldn't just drink? regular water yeah sure I was like oh god you said you took notes I'm like oh god what's she gonna expose on my page <laughs> yeah everything <laughs> so, people, <The> truth. <laughs> <laughs> so people have doctors have really demonized salt and so the thing about our water today it is not as mineral rich as it once was. Um, you know, we're not like going to a spring on a mountain and filling up our water bottle there where it's running through all these mineral rich rocks and, you know, compounds. So when we get our water and hopefully we're filtering it because you should be doing that, you're taking all the good shit out too, along with the bad shit. So you want to replenish the good stuff. So Good stuff being like your four main electrolytes. You know, you've got calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium. Um, but then you also have all these trace minerals that are like, there's like something like 80 plus trace minerals that we need in our body um, just to perform daily, you know, habits and actions. And so when you're filtering, you're taking all those out, you want to add them back in. And one of the best ways to do that is to get a high quality salt. I use um, Redmond's Real Salt. Um, it's mined from like, sea in Utah. And so it's like a dead sea, really mineral rich. And so you're not just getting sodium there. Like your basic Morton's table salt that we all use is literally just sodium chloride. Like they have stripped all the good stuff out, all the minerals and it's sodium chloride with a little bit of aluminum in there, (laughs) which is not good. So adding a pinch of like really mineral rich sea salt to your water is a really easy and honestly, probably the lowest cost way to just remineralize your water. 
because water is a solvent, it dissolves. So when you're drinking, I think it's something like three liters a day, which is on the threshold of what a gallon is, is where you actually start to lose your minerals through your urine. And that's when you start seeing like really clear urine. People always like, oh, I'm hydrated. My pee's clear. It's like, no, you're, you're probably really thirsty, actually. Yeah. Damn. Spitting facts. So <laughs> how do you feel about like those like um, propel things or like liquid IV? Yay or nay? So I'm not a fan of liquid IV just because I think the ratios of the minerals could be better and it's pretty high in sugar, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm not here to demonize sugar. I'd much rather you eat sugar than the fake shit. I really like the element packets. Um, They have a little bit more potassium magnesium in there. There's also Redmond Relight powder. And then I also add, um, there's just like mineral drops you can get. Okay. Um, they make your water taste a little minerally every now and then I'll try to like sneak some in my husband's water. And he's like, what'd you put in here? <laughs> I do that shit to my husband too. He's like, this tastes different. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Love it. I tried to um, make like plant-based sausage for breakfast. This is like a few months ago. And he's like, why is the sausage this color? And I was like, it's organic. <laughs> He's like, I'm not eating this. And I'm like, all right. And then I tried it and I was like, okay, this doesn't taste good. It's actually just a plant. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, God, what are they eating these organic animals? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, what the hell? Okay, what's my other controversy question? Oh, you talk about getting direct sunlight with no sunscreen. Let's hear the hot take, Jess. Mm, Yeah, oh, this is a hot take. So what we really want with sunlight, especially in the morning, is you want a one-to-one ratio of skin to eyes. So no sunglasses, don't look directly at the sun, y'all. You did not hear that here. But you want a one-to-one ratio of skin to eyes. So ideally no SPF because that's gonna block it. And that's part of how you make vitamin D. And we are definitely having a epidemic of vitamin D deficiency. I see it in most of my clients. I had it even living in Florida, which you're like, how the fuck? It's possible. If you're indoor all day under fluorescent lights, like that's going to do it. And so the no sunscreen is really just so you don't block that. I'm not saying to go out between the hours of 10 to 2 when the sun is at its peak and like roast for two hours because you're going to burn, especially if you don't have a base tan. But honestly, what I've found is I was going out so often, I would do like 15 minutes over my lunch break. I built up such a nice base tan. My mom saw me and she was like, you're really tan. And I'm usually really pale that I didn't really need sunscreen anymore but when I am gonna sit out when it's really bright out I'll use like a lower toxin sunscreen um Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of oddly enough cancer causing chemicals in some of the traditional sunscreens that's what I found out somewhat recently and I'm like what are we putting all over our skin like it's just crazy to me because and I never thought about this until I learned what I know now so I'm not like shitting on anyone for being like just because you don't think about it this way like But it's like what we've always been under the sun. We've always lived under the sun. We sleep and rise with the sun. So when people started coming up with the skin cancer narrative being due to the sun, it was like, well, what's changed in the last so many years that now we're getting skin cancer and it's from the sun. Maybe it's what we're putting on our skin. Yeah, because they didn't have sunscreen back in the olden days. Right. Somehow they made it. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. They figured out how to protect themselves and not just be tomatoes. Yeah, right. To think about, but people just don't like to hear that. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't understand the conditioning that people are like not willing to believe anything else is true. It's very Mm -hmm. strange to me. Yeah. And you know, I almost was like that. I have been a knowledge seeker and I've always loved learning my whole life. And so I like to think that because I read it on the internet and because it was the science, like that's what goes and that's what we're going to believe. And so I honestly kind of was that person. And it wasn't until I had like a personal intervention that I was like, shit, I, I, if I don't change how I think I might feel like shit for the next however many years. So I think sometimes it takes, unfortunately, something like that happening for someone to change uh, their thoughts about it. Whatever works, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) All right. Explain about walking around outside barefoot. Why is that beneficial? Mm, The whole grounding thing, or as um, Finnish people like to call it, forest bathing, which sounds kind of rad and I love it. 
but there are so nature we find it in waterfalls the ground emits negative ions there are free radicals in our body that are basically harmful kind of like chemical messengers we get them from toxic air we breathe pretty much anything and they wreak havoc on our body they cause inflammation puffiness so it's not good cancer causing and so those negative ions in nature neutralize those free radicals and so it essentially is canceling out the free radicals in your body and so it's really science backed and i remember the first time i learned about this i kind of was like what the fuck i need to go learn the science because this sounds like quackery but it kind of explains why people feel really great at the beach or like in the mountains you know the beach is like really healing for me you've also got the salty air mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing about grounding is you know you've got to get your bare skin so you're getting that contact so like bare feet on the earth yeah i love that you learned the science behind it too cuz i'm the same way where i'm like okay i'm willing to you know view things differently but i also need a little bit of some facts behind it so i love that you're like really good about being like okay here's my take and here's shit to back it up like i'm not just telling you to go do random shit that's pointless <laughs> yeah and i try not to recommend things that i haven't done because i like to be able to speak to it and i yeah. like to know what i'm saying and recommending yeah i'm just always curious like i'm always like why 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 so yeah you're kind enough to share it with us I appreciate that (laughs) I love to educate is what I'm learning about myself educating is my jam Mm -hmm. so what are some like I guess maybe just some basic tips that somebody can start today if they feel like it to just get down this path of more holistic and feeling better if they're a hot girl with stomach issues like you said (laughs) Oh, I don't know why that trend ever started. I'm like, let's not glamorize like having to run to the bathroom. Right. Or, like, not pooping. Like, right. That's not fun. Hot girl shit. Um, so as far as like habits for health, take a look at your products, like the products you're using and the things you're putting in your body. And I will say two of the easiest things to do are make sure you're drinking clean water and breathing clean air. So get a really good water filter. Better than a Brita. That those don't do much. I like the HydroViv. They tailor it to what's in your water in your city. So you're filtering out what's actually there. They check like the tap water database and then get a really good air purifier because indoor air is like a thou- something like a thousand times more toxic than outdoor air. Should you have one in like every single room of your house? Just about. I've got okay. one in my living room, one in my office and one in our bedroom. I really would like one more, but since they're kind of an investment, I'm waiting a little bit. Yeah. We just have one in our bedroom, but I'm like, I think I need more. Honestly, bedroom is a great place to start because you're spending like a third of your day in there. So Mm -hmm. I would start there. I would start there wherever you spend like the other half of your time in your house. Yeah, I think like for me, I know that I have some allergies with my dog and just like his hair and his dander and he sleeps in the room with us. So I did notice a difference when we got that air purifier because I would just wake up in the morning and just be like, nothing crazy, but just kind of like congested and sinus issues. And it, it would clear up shortly after I woke up, but getting that air purifier really did help out. And, you know, like vacuuming up his dog hair helps. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Preventative stuff for sure. <laughs> Is there something like maybe that's pretty common with a lot of clients? Do you call them clients that you work with? Okay. Yeah. Like, Are they patients? Like, I don't know. <laughs> No, I say client. Patient sounds weird to me. It does sound kind of <laughs> creepy. But yeah, is there something that's like a lot of people where you're like, oh shit, all these people are doing this? I feel like I tend to see under eating and over exercising mm-hmm. a lot because I work with mainly women. And it's just, you know, like the media is always like, just eat less and move more if you want to lose weight. And that's all fine and dandy until a point like you really should not be under eating for more than a few months at a time because then you're going to slow down your metabolism and it kind of does a 180 and then it's harder to lose weight. Yeah, Um, I see that a lot. And then I see I always see um, some kind of stress response, usually a chronic stress response where the body is pulling the calming minerals to calm the body down because you've been stressed out for so long. So I see that a lot because stress is is a huge one. Mm hmm. And I think we've just learned to live through it. Like we don't really pay attention and realize like how stressful a situation can be until, I don't know, something bad happens or maybe that situation is over and you're like, damn, 
that was really stressing me out, like the job, the relationship, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Hindsight is twenty twenty, And especially working with women, you know, we're trying to live and keep pace in a man's world. And yeah. we're not cut out for that. Like men's hormonal cycles are 24 hours. Ours are 28 days. Like we have seasons in 28 days, you know, and I think women will be hard on themselves because they're like, why am I low energy? I just need to push through. Like I can do this. And it's like, no, you're probably a few days out from your period or you're in that phase where you're just naturally lower energy. So, yeah. We interrupt this sweet ass podcast episode for a message from our sponsor. Hey bitches, it's me again. Are you tired of all the lame ass greeting cards you see in the store? Would you rather send your loved one something that's fucking hilarious with cuss words and potentially insulting? Well shit, you in the right place then. Head over to AsToldByEllie.com where you will find the best fucking greeting cards on the internet. And as a listener of this podcast, I got a discount code for you guys. Waffles will get you 15% off. Again, that's AsToldByEllie.com. Discount code Waffles. And now back to the show. Since I started, like, keep, I have the Flow app to, like, check my cycle and where I'm at. And, you know, those kinds of things will tell you, like, you might be tired today or whatever. It's made my life <laughs> a lot better. Just understanding what's going on and being like, okay, like it's not me. Um, you're not losing your mind. You know, like you just said, you're about to start your period. And I think it's important for all women to have an app like that, just to know where you're at and kind of get a reason and give yourself some grace of like, go to bed, bitch. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I use the natural cycles app and I sync it with my aura ring. So like that'll take my body temperature, which is really nice. Uh, yeah. I think it's validating for a lot of women when a lot of women have been gaslit about, you know, anything cycle related. So it's nice to have that reassurance of like, nope, you're in this time, like yep. you're ovulating and you have a fuck ton of energy and Actually, your face is more symmetrical when you're ovulating. Your, so your body is like trying to attract a mate, which is like annoying. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause on the other end of that, you know, like I tried to, as much as I can, plan like when I'm going to be doing creative stuff or when I'm going to be doing podcast interviews, like around a certain time of the month. So I definitely don't do podcast interviews like right before I know I'm going to start my period. Cause I'm just going to be like, yeah. So cool. <laughs> that's so true girl you are like one step ahead of the curve because you're like cycle syncing your whole month so you try to keep them in your follicular phase or even that phase now like your first half I don't know the names of them but when I okay I, I'm like ovulating right now what phase is that that's follicular that's like the perfect time to be doing these things yeah I am literally gonna get my period tomorrow and I did not look ahead oh no I'm sorry you're fine I was like I'm gonna be tripping over my words like no you're a trooper yeah but I, I mean so you know Steph we do our talk shit like every month and she knows by now I'm like not on a Monday and not right before my period <laughs> yeah hey priorities I mean I think we should all get like a day or two off when we're on our period like yeah I I'm not gonna lie I started just like I don't go to work if I'm on my period day two of my period I'm just like I'm sorry I'm not coming in and like my periods have gotten a lot worse like I would say the past year or so and like, I'll get really nauseous and have really bad cramps where it's like, I don't care anymore if I just sound like I'm being a little bitch about it. I'm like, I don't feel good. Okay. <laughs> you have a vagina and deal with this and then tell me that you're just going to go to work and be like, hi, how's it going? Like, no, fuck that. <laughs> True. <laughs> Men are such babies too. I, I know. Them. Like they couldn't handle it. I, yeah. swear, I just want them to like have a period, to, like a really bad one too. <laughs> Just once so they can be like, okay, and then maybe we'll get like, you know, ch chocolates and like nice things. <laughs> Have you seen like the Try Guys when they do like the period cramp simulator? Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, there are four guys who go around just trying shit. It's hilarious. And they, they get like these little electrodes put on their stomach and hilarious. Are they like screaming? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> yes like people don't understand and then you just feel like all puffy and you're like hungry and tired and then mad and it's like this is a lot that we have to go through every single month like it really is when you think about it the highs and lows that women have to deal with every month is like it's kind of ridiculous it is <laughs> who did this who, who planned this out for us it's, i need to talk to them <laughs> I know. 
And it's such a fun little game now that my husband and I are trying to conceive because it's like, am I hormonal because I'm pregnant or is it because I'm PMSing? Like, <laughs> which is, they're both pretty similar symptoms. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you explain? I know I've heard you talk about this a lot. What is functional lab testing? Why don't doctors do it? Just tell us the deets. Mm, I don't think doctors learn about it. Um, you know, for doctors, it's kind of like blood work is the gold standard, but blood work is okay. It's just a 90 second snapshot of that moment in time. And like blood work fluctuates, it's hormones in transit, it's chemical messengers in transit. So they're always going to be trying to stabilize things. So it takes quite a lot of dysfunction in the body in order to see like your liver enzymes be elevated or low. It takes, you know, 70% liver failure to see that. So it's not a great preventative. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Out of the conventional range anyways, because they look at a really wide range. Sure. So functional lab testing is using things like hair samples, urine. Um, some people do stool testing. I don't use that. I was like, are you an asshole specialist like Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> We have another hassle specialist, the third on earth. Oh, alas, I'm not. So with functional lab testing, we use, so like with the hair sampling testing, I do that's hair is a tissue. So we kind of infer what's going on in your hair to what's going on in your tissues and organs in your body. And like your urine is a detox fluid. So you can look at certain levels of metabolites to tell like okay, is there elevated levels of fungus in my urine or elevated bad bacteria? Or um, you can even look at your vitamin levels because you naturally are peeing them out. And so it kind of helps us just try to get to the root cause mm -hmm. so that you can figure out how the next steps from there. And I say root cause, but also like if someone's got mold, we need to get rid of it. And if someone's got candida, which isn't yeast that we all naturally have in our gut, then yes, we need to get rid of it. But also why did it overgrow in the first place? Oh, it's because you're really high stress. So that lowers your stomach acid. So that allows things that are bad to grow. So it kind of just gives us, it's almost like a roadmap. It kind of gives us clues, pieces to a puzzle uh, yeah. as to what's going on with your health. Yeah. Cause obviously everybody's different. So I imagine that's like, it'd be nice if we could be like cars, you know, where you take them in and like run the system. And it's like, do, do, do. Right. Diagnostic. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting because that's what I had done. Um, when I went to go see a holistic doctor, she it was a bunch of urine samples. And then it was so interesting too, because I was seeing two doctors. I was seeing, you know, like your regular Western medicine doctor. And then I was seeing this holistic doctor and she knew that I was still seeing like the regular doctor and she was like, I'm not going to tell you to stop taking the medicine that they have you on and blah, blah, blah. We're just going to compliment what they have going on. And then compared to the Western doctor, he like ripped me a new one. Why are you going to see this specialist? Like that's not even real science and her um, doing urine instead of blood work. Like that's not even accurate. Blah, blah, blah. Like just had, and he was, he made me feel like shit about it. And I just thought it was interesting. Not even like just their attitudes, the difference between their attitudes, where she was like, okay, cool, do what you need to do. And he's like, you need to stop taking everything that she put you on. Like, this is horrible because she's trying to level out my hormones and stuff like that with different supplements. And I mean, yeah. And he was like, acted like I was shooting up heroin or something. Like, it was crazy just how angry he got about it and just told me that it, like, it wasn't real. And I'm like, well, First of all, guy, it took me six months to even get in for this appointment. Like I've had the tumor for six months now that I was aware of, you know what I mean? So it was just interesting, the different attitudes that they had towards it. Like she was like, I'm trying to help you and figure out the cause of this. And he's like, oh, your medicine makes you dizzy. Let's take some more medicine for your medicine. <laughs> yeah, man, like a pill factory. That sucks. I hate that for you, the gaslighting. But yeah, I don't, you know... <laughs> My mom like will get really mad at me because she's like, you're shitting on doctors. And I'm like, okay, maybe I do a little bit of that on my Instagram sometimes. But when I'm working with a client, like I am not here to replace your doctor. Like conventional medicine is great for acute care, broken bones, mm -hmm. like things like that. But like, please run everything by your doctor. They might say things like that. But yeah, we're meant to work together. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to go off all your prescriptions. Like, please talk to your doctor about that. It's we're meant to work together to be 
like holistic in the sense of the word so but I hate that you had to deal with that I never went to see him after that I was like fuck that guy good for you (laughs) I was like I don't even care if I'm gonna die tomorrow because I didn't listen to you but you're an asshole and I don't want to see you again so that was that Now I'm off the medicine. Everything's good. I They check my prolactin levels every so often. And it's very interesting that it's just that one thing that tells them like, oh, it's back or oh, it's growing. It's just the prolactin. I'm like, that is crazy. It's yeah. not like that for most people. So if you have a brain tumor, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully you don't. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've also seen high prolactin levels in people with like PCOS or yeah. women who getting their period um it goes high when you're breastfeeding it's the breastfeeding hormone but it's secreted by your pituitary gland which is in your brain so i can see how they would kind of deduce that with the tumor yeah yeah that's it was like very interesting to me i was like so you're telling me <laughs> that you know that there's a tumor here because of this one thing and you know exactly where it is they're like yeah it's actually fairly common tumor which is strange a lot of people just don't have symptoms for it. Do you have a prolactinoma? It was a pituitary adenoma is what it was called. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, prolactin would tell them. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that you know all the science. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like a science nerd at heart. Like I used to be so pro jabby jab. <laughs> like that when I went the other way, I was like, all right, I got to like science my way into this too a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm just very cool like at heart. Like I love to learn facts reasoning and read all of that information um so i just naturally gravitated towards it yeah okay so you mentioned pcos i believe you work with a lot of clients that have pcos can you tell us a little bit about that and how you're able to make shit better for them (laughs) yeah one of my clients right now actually has a pcos diagnosis um i feel like people need women need to take PCOS diagnoses with a grain of salt because a lot of doctors like to overdiagnose it there's very strict criteria for diagnosing. It's called the Rotterdam criteria. You can look it up, but a doctor can't just look at you and go, yeah, you're having trouble losing weight. Uh, it's PCOS. Um, but actually what I found with my PCOS client that I'm working with right now is she had really, really high levels of mold. And so I'm really glad that I ran that. Um, it was a urine test with her because all of her signs and symptoms kind of matched up. She was having brain fog, um, really severe sinus congestion, fatigue, UTIs, low mood, low energy. So, and I actually came across a study today. So it's funny you said that, but there was a study done and they used four different medications for women who were diagnosed with PCOS. One was an antifungal, one was spironolactone, which is what a lot of them get put on because it's an anti-androgen. So it lowers testosterone. So it will help with hormonal acne or like if you're getting any of like the facial hair that you shouldn't be mm-hmm. get. One was a control and I forget what the third medication was. And out of all of them, the one that saw the most improvement was the women who were put on the antifungal because a lot of them had mold. And so that's actually what I'm finding. Of course, it depends on the person, but I'm usually seeing patterns of like high stress, like the woman I'm working with right now is a nurse, very high stress job. Um, usually some form of like under eating, over exercising. So those are like the patterns I see. And so what I'll usually do is for a lot of these women, it's liver and digestion support for most of them. And I feel like most of us in the U.S. could use those two things because your liver is filtering out everything you're taking in. And people say, yeah, your liver detoxes itself. No, it needs help. There's a lot of shit that we take in, especially in the States, too, compared to other countries. So Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would say liver and digestion support are probably a really good step because the number one step of getting well is making sure that your detox pathways are open because you can't get the bad shit out if you're not going to the bathroom, sweating daily, and um, actually lungs as well, breathing clean air. So that's kind of where I start. Get that air purifier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wish I had like an affiliate code. I I know, like like the link. (laughs) You'll get there. I'm confident. One day. <laughs> what do, what do you tell people like that have a high stress job, like the nurse that you're working with? Like, what do you tell them to do to help manage that stress or not be so stressed? So I think it's the case of like, I'm not over here being like, quit your job because it's high stress because all jobs involve some stress to some degree. And right. my goal with my clients is not to have them live in a bubble, but it's to make their bodies more resilient to stress so that when they do experience it, it's not nearly as debilitating. So with people like nurses, try to keep your sleep and wake window within an hour. 
And then as well as upping your magnesium. When you're stressed, you burn through magnesium, your B vitamins, a host of other things. And then that sunlight, trying to make sure that you get sunlight because that's pretty much like power charge for your mitochondria. And if we learned one thing in science class, it's that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cells. So I just heard it in my head before you said that. I'm like, it's the powerhouse. (laughs) I figured you did. So like trying to go out on your lunch break and just get like a face full of sun for a few minutes. Epsom salt baths are a great way to get in magnesium as well. Making sure on your day off that you're not pushing yourself to like be active or do something if you're not feeling it. Like listen to your body is pretty much the underlying motto of what I try to teach my clients because a lot of us will ignore and push through. We're like, oh, well, you know, I have three whole days off a week, so I should be doing something because I feel lazy. And it's like, no, if you're not up to it, there's probably a reason. Yeah. Don't shame yourself when you rest. Like learn to rest without shaming yourself. And this is something I've learned because it's pretty deeply conditioned in me as well. Yeah, I I hate the stigma that people like, you know, if you sleep in past, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock that you're just lazy. It's like, no, maybe you're tired. Like, Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I think it's especially bad in the States. Like we're just hustler hustle grind you know it's a bit ridiculous you got to be married to your job and have no social life or a life at all outside of it that's a lot different in other cultures my sister got married in Greece this summer and the women there they only work it was like five or six months out of the year wow during the tourist season and then after that you know they're just like taking care of the home taking care of the kids and whatnot and I was like that's pretty sweet (laughs) yeah I can get on board with that. I could definitely get on board with that. And Greece is beautiful, by the way. I honeymooned there. That must have been gorgeous. Where'd you go? We did Santorini because yes. we, were, we have the best sunsets. Beautiful. Yeah, we were in Sant. We flew into Santorini. We were only there for like two days, and then my sister got married in Eos, which was beautiful. Eos was my favorite, and. Then after her wedding, we went to Milos and we did like a catamaran tour around the island. And that was like really beautiful too. But Eos was definitely my favorite. We went back to Santorini for like just one night before we flew out. But it's cool. Like it's so unreal there. It's just so beautiful. And the people were so friendly. Yeah. I really feel like whenever I travel to Europe and like the people are so friendly, like what is it? And I really think it's what you said. Like in America, we live to work and people in Europe work to live. Like work is like one part of their life. And if you look at there's a really good Blue Zones documentary that just came out. I think it's, I watched it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I, good. I it too, because I was like, I have to see what the hype is about. It's like work is like one piece of their life. Like they have a sense of purpose is like one of the categories they found. Social community, like staying, um, you know, we're meant to live in tribes. Like if you look at us years ago, we've lived in tribes and now we live alone. We raise our babies alone. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into health that's more than how much money and how many hours you work at your job. Yeah. America, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that documentary. And I actually like right before it came out, I was reading this book. I think it's called like Brain Food or Food for Your Brain or something like that. And in there, there was a little like section of the book that was about the blue zones. And then like conveniently, maybe a week after I finished the book, that documentary came out. So I just like watched it all in one sitting. And it was just so fascinating to me. It was like, yeah, there was some stuff in there about the kinds of foods that they eat and their diet. But a lot of it just had to do with lifestyle. And just like you said, like, you know, these people are over 100 years old and they still have a group of friends that they're hanging out with and doing stuff with every single day. And I thought that was really cool because I'm like loner life. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was just about to say it's a good reminder for me because I'm like the biggest homebody. Like my husband constantly has to remind me to like go do things with my friends Mm -hmm. like. So yeah, it kind of reminds me to like get myself out of my comfort zone because those connections are really good for us health-wise. Yeah, agreed. I have a random question. How do you feel about like vegan diets or not eat? Because I see you talking about, hey, eat meat. It's okay. And I like that because I think a lot of people think holistic and they think, oh, she's a vegetarian or she's a vegan. So what's your take on that? Yeah, it's funny you say this because my husband's whole family is vegan. So Really? <laughs> oh, no. This is their warning. <laughs> you know, I get the reasoning and the hype. I love animals. Everyone wants to be ethical. I watched What the Health and did go vegan for two weeks. Like, I tried. Like, I watched that too, but I can't be vegan. I think 
there is a lot of evidence. Um, it's just not heavily touted because uh, big food doesn't want it to be. They want to demonize red meat on the benefits of an animal-based diet, especially for pregnancy. Like if you look at the importance of like healthy fats and B12 is primarily found in red meat. So people who are vegan or vegetarian usually will have a B12 and iron deficiency because it's just really hard to get from plants. Protein is really difficult to get from plants. And going back to iron, so we've got heme iron, which is the kind found in meat sources, and we've got non-heme iron. The rate at which our bodies absorb heme iron is so much more than the kind that's found in plants. So there's just a lot of data that supports a well-rounded diet. I think, you know, our ancestors were eating everything. They were hunters and gatherers. They were not only gatherers, they hunted. Mm-hmm. And so we see a lot of like people skewing one way or the other, you know, there's carnivore and then there's plant-based and I'm like, y'all just eat in the middle, like eat a well-rounded diet, try to get your meat organic and grass-fed if you can. That's of course going to be the best way. But a lot of the studies that demonize red meat, there was one that came out by Harvard recently that has been discussed in the holistic space. Um, but what they're not disclosing is that this study was funded by like Bill Gates, a bunch of different health foundations. Bill Gates is trying to get us to eat plant-based meat, like lab-grown meat. Yeah. So of course, against it, they're not sharing that the red meat eaters were also smokers. They exercise less. So there are a lot of factors that go yeah. into it. So that's why I'm a big proponent of just balanced eating. Yeah. I'd think that there's, like you said, there's a healthy like medium. Like you don't have to be this way or that way. It's okay to be right in the middle. <laughs> I love that you said that too about the studies because I, you know, just being in college and my major was criminal psychology, but especially in those like upper level psychology classes, you know, we're reading like abstracts and we're reading studies and we were taught it's very important to pay attention to all of the factors, like how many people were even in the study because, you know, there's stuff that will come out and it's like, there are three participants. It's like three Wow. Or like who funded this or, you know, what what money was behind it. And it's like, if you're sitting here listening to this and you don't think that money controls so much of this shit, I'm sorry, but it's time to wake up because a lot of times that is what it's about and who's pushing it and what agenda they're pushing, whether it's like a political one or whatever. You got to look at the motive behind some of these studies that come out and not just read one, you know, do a lot of different research and hear different perspectives, but don't get your facts from like Facebook. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely not Facebook. Science follows the money because it's like, how are these people funding their studies? You need to shift money to do research like that. And so it does follow the money, unfortunately. I try to read studies on both sides just so I'm not like biasing myself, you know, eating a wide variety of plants is one of the best things you can do to live a long and healthy life because just like the antioxidants and polyphenols, bioflavonoids that color these plants are just really good for you, but it's important to balance it. And I will say, if you are a woman struggling with getting your hormones in check, one of the best things you can do is eat more animal products, believe it or not. Um, our hormones love healthy fats. So get those fattier cuts of meat, like the ribeyes, um, meat on the bone, because you're getting glycine and collagen, which is good for like your gut lining, your uterine lining. Yeah, not to nerd out, but I nerd oh, out a little bit. I love it. I'm fascinated. I just love hearing a different perspective and I like eating meat. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> there you go. And then you threw ribeye in there. I'm like, okay, okay. I mean. Are you a ribeye girl or what's your go-to steak? Okay. I always would have like sirloin or like a New York strip and I would avoid the fat. And then somewhat recently I had a ribeye and I ate some of the fat and I was like, holy shit, this is delicious. <laughs> Like I had never even eat. I thought you just like weren't supposed to eat those parts. So I would just like cut it off. I never even tried it. And then, yeah, I, I think it was like two months ago and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I've been missing out. I mean, I hear that you shouldn't eat red meat that often. What's the deal with that? You know, I think like not every day type thing. I think it's also like a fear mongering thing. Yeah. You know, if you want to eat it daily, cool, your iron level is probably going to be great. Like, yeah. you know, I don't see any issue with it. I think, of course, try to balance it. Like right. eating wild fish is also one of the best things you can do for like your brain. I wish I could eat fish, but I hate it so much. Oh, uh, yeah. You just got to start with like one of the milder fish. My husband was this, he ate like only chicken and turkey when I met him. And now he has added in like salmon, some grouper, 
Um, he still never touched shellfish. Um, you just got to find it cooked, I feel like, the way you like. When I lived at the beach in North Carolina, I worked at this, like, it was a pretty nice seafood restaurant, like a fancy place. And we would have, like, I know that they had day boats coming in and, and we would have specials, like, for the day. And I would always just try them as a server just so I could get free food and also, like, know what it tastes like. And I did like a lot of the seafood there. It was delicious. But, but I knew it was being, like, it was fresh. It was being cooked properly. So, like, that definitely makes a big difference. But especially, like, when I lived in Michigan and, you know, no, I'm like, I'm not eating seafood. Where's the ocean around here? Hell no. <laughs> I mean, now that I live in Florida, especially like right by the beach too, I should probably give it another go. I need to find a place that like, just, I know that cooks it right. It's just the smell for me. I'm like, I don't want to eat something that just smells like that. It's so gross, but I do take fish oil and I burp it up constantly. And so I'm like, maybe this is like getting, (laughs) building up my tolerance. (laughs) Even with the fish oil, I feel like that's worse than actual fish sometimes but i feel like fish oil tastes like fish smells so maybe that's why <laughs> yeah mine's supposed to be like raspberry flavored fish oil it is not it is fish flavored fish oil fish flavored <laughs> i feel you because i take um cod liver oil capsules very similar right. to fish oil you also get a lot of vitamin d there as well um, so we were talking about like sunlight so like try cod liver oil capsules but yeah they do not taste the best i don't know how people take the liquid it comes in a liquid and naturally that's more absorbable oh. girl i could not that's too hardcore for me like <laughs> i'll throw it's like people that are just like eating egg yolks <laughs> file that under people taking like shots of raw beef liver like i could not <laughs> oh, that's disgusting i don't even think i could watch somebody do that i'd be like what <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This has been awesome. Yeah. And very fascinating. I love all your knowledge. Can you tell people like how they can work with you and where to find you at? Yeah, this has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. So you can find Instagram at getwell period with Jess. Um, So getwell.withjess. I also, you can email me at getwellwithjess at gmail.com. But I have a link in my Instagram bio with like my website and all of that. And I do offer a complimentary consult just to see if we'd be a good fit so we can chat about what ails you, what your goals are and what you're looking for and see if we'd be a good fit. So feel free to fill out my application and we can chat if you're interested. Sweet. And the affiliate link for the air purifier is coming soon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go hit up Air Doctor, my favorite company for that right now. Okay. I'm going to have to check them out. Well, thank you again. This has been like so much information. I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, this has been fun, of course. And I did not trip over my words nearly as much as I thought I would. No, you did great. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, girl. Have a good night. You too. It's been so fun catching up. Yes. Bye. Bye. That's it for another episode of the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys like what I'm doing here. If not, then live your life, man. Set yourself free from my voice. I mean, why have you even gotten this far? (laughs) But if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this, please share this episode with them or post it to your story. Or you can go fucking bananas and run around town telling everybody that you run into. And then leave this podcast review because it really helps to get the word out there and help other people find this podcast. So that's it. That's my plug. Be a good person by leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys in the next one.